Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Yo, legends, pumped to have you joining me for episode 29 of Marketing Builder. I hope you're crushing it right now with your marketing, but if not, don't stress because in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how you can use online competitions or offline competitions, to be fair, as part of your marketing. Now, online competitions can be both a great marketing tactic and also more of a tool to help you achieve your goals. What I mean by that is that competitions as a tactic can give you engagement and brand awareness. However, as a tool, they can also help you achieve your marketing goals and objectives. For example, if your objective is to build an audience, a database of directly contactable people, and the stated goal is to increase that database by, let's say 500 people by June 30, then a competition provides the channel, the tool, to gather those details and add them to your database as people will need to provide details to be able to enter your competition. So if you've listened or spoken to me enough times, you'll know I often come back to the idea that a database of directly contactable people is the most powerful marketing asset you can have. In contrast, you are only ever renting an audience on social media, the radio, newspaper, TV, etc. because you can't contact those people. And that's because when people go onto your database, they are giving you permission to contact them. That's why I'll usually follow that up with a warning that it is your job, once you have their details, to treat their permission with the utmost respect. That is firmly cemented in focusing on what they need or want from your communications and not what you want out of communicating with them. Buying contact lists is illegal, in Australia anyway, and so a competition is a great and often economical way to grow your list, your database, quickly. However, it isn't as simple as just throwing a basic competition up in a Facebook post. Instead, you need to carefully plan a competition so that the right people enter the competition and then the right people are then flowing through and going into your database. For example, if you're a local BMW dealer, having a bunch of 16-year-olds entering your competition isn't going to give you much of an ROI in terms of leads that you can do something with. As such, let's jump into how you can plan a great competition. The first thing is to figure out what the objectives and goals of the competition are. In terms of objectives, these should be linked back to your already determined objectives in your marketing plan. And there are eight objectives choices. They are brand awareness, brand positioning, lead generation, sales, networking, building an audience, community engagement, and relationship building. Now, following on from your objectives are your goals, your SMART goals, which are directly linked to your objectives. And the objectives are aligned to the points in your sales funnel that you think you need to improve at. So for example, let's say you're focusing at the top of your funnel. Cool. Your objective to get more people into the top of the sales funnel might be to build an audience, to increase your database. From there, your SMART goal might be to increase your audience by 500 by June 30 next year. Linking your competition objective to your overall marketing objectives and goals is as simple as setting a goal for how many new people you want the competition to contribute to your database. Let's say it's just 200, remembering that I've already said that 500 is the goal, the main total by June 30 a few times already in the show. 
Next, you need to determine what a suitable prize is. When I say suitable, I mean suitable in terms of both something your target audience would be interested in, but also something that's good enough that people will take the time and feel comfortable to enter a competition to try and win because ultimately they're going to be handing over their contact details for that chance to win. Now, the trap for young players here is offering generic prizes. iPads are one of the most popular prizes to give away in contests. The thing is, everyone from a teenager to a retiree can use a new iPad. And that means you'll get all sorts of people signing up for your contest, but not all of those people will be in your target market. So pick something specific to your target market, and if it can be related directly to the business, that's even better. On that, when promoting your contest, always include the value of the prize. For example, $1,000. While people familiar with your business might have an idea of the value of the prize, new people won't, and a few might be tempted to enter purely based on the value of the prize. Next, you need to design your contest. There are so many options here, such as 25 words or less, mentions or hashtags, user-generated content. That's where people create content like videos or images and use those to enter a competition. Things like pick your favorite, quizzes, guess the number of things, etc. This is a point where a contest either works or it falls over. As such, you'll probably need some third-party software that interfaces with your social media channels and makes running contests a breeze. Woobox is one I've used before and easypromosapp.com and Shortstack are also ones I've seen people recommend a lot. So you should check them out. That'll make all the admin of running your competition so much easier, like collating entries and structuring your competition with entry processes and also things like picking winners and even the rules and, and those little windows where you can get extra entries if you share on your own social media channels and all those sorts of things. And once you've set up your competition, you'll need to promote it. Obviously, sharing on all your social channels is the way to go. That's pretty obvious. But you can also do things like pop-up windows on your site and banners on your website as well. You may even consider asking other businesses to share your competition with their database. For example, if you're a local bar and sponsor a local sports team, ask them to share the competition with their email database and social channels. And after the break, I'm going to outline some of the do's and don'ts of competitions, the real nitty-gritty stuff. While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. As I said at the top of the show, competitions can be both a great marketing tactic and also more of a tool to help you achieve your goals. 
They are super powerful in terms of being able to build your database quickly, not to mention the brand awareness and the engagement that a competition can generate on social media. Now, before the break, I outlined how to set up your competition. It was fairly broad stuff, but now I want to move into a few common mistakes and things to avoid, some nitty-gritty. It's a bit hard to succinctly cover the rules around running competitions on all the various social media platforms, plus they change from time to time. So anything I could have said here probably won't be gospel forever. So my advice is to check their terms and conditions carefully before jumping in and starting a competition. However, a lot of this is best practice stuff anyway, and a lot of it ensures your competition doesn't descend into a PR or admin nightmare. Firstly, make sure you set up detailed competition rules. Some of the social media platforms that help you run competitions provide a space for this when you're setting up your competition. I'd recommend always having them on a page on your website and providing a link to them there on the website as well. Having clear rules means that you can minimize the chances of someone making a complaint and the PR nightmare that could follow on social media is people complain and argue and try and throw your business under the bus. That's definitely not what we're setting out for here. Depending on where you live your national or local government may have rules around the types of competitions you can run for example where i live a game of chance i.e a randomly selected winner is considered a form of gambling so to speak and so you must pay to register your competition and then there's all these sorts of rules around what you need to communicate and information about where and when prize draws will happen if people want to turn up and watch it and where second chance draws will occur etc an admin pain in the rear for a small business, to be honest. That's why a game of skill, things like guess the number of things in a jar or 25 words or less, etc., something that's actually judged are much more popular. That's because they are considered games of skill and not games of chance. In my area, games of skill are not regulated, so there isn't any of those rules to follow. You can just get on with it. My advice is to check in on your local rules around running competitions, as well as the specific rules of any digital platforms that you're going to promote or run your competition on, just like Facebook or Instagram. I'd also make your competition easy to enter. Competitions that force people to tag their friends or share, etc., just make it that much harder for people to enter. Sure, you can have those extras in place and in entice them with additional entries, but don't make it the first hurdle they have to jump over. You'll just get less people entering your competition. If you're using a form, which you probably are, if you're gonna be gathering information to put on your database, ask the bare minimum. As marketers, we often think that when we get the chance to speak to people, we need to tell them everything as we might not get another chance, so they have to pay attention. We have to get everything out. Forms are the same. We often think we have to ask everything right there and then, but do you really need to know their birthday or highest level of education, marital status or income bracket? Probably not. Just get the minimum. Name, email, maybe one or two other small things. Remember, once they are on your database, you can always nurture and build out their profile as you interact with them. If you are going to have user-generated content, content like photos or videos that people create as part of the competition and their entry, make sure you get explicit consent to be able to use that content. Again, the last thing you want is a legal battle because you're accused of stealing or using somebody else's content for your own commercial gain without permission. 
I think that's about it. Check the specific rules of any platforms you want to run a competition on. Check your region's laws around running competitions. Set clear rules and terms and conditions for your competition. Make your competition easy to enter with minimal personal information needed to enter and get consent if you're going to be seeking user-generated content. At the top of the show, I also spoke about using third-party software to help administer your competition. Trust me, it makes it so easy. I also spoke about the importance of promoting your competition, picking a relevant and enticing prize and of course the most important first step set your competition objectives and goals which you should be able to link directly to your existing marketing objectives and goals that's a wrap for episode 29 i've been your host daniel oyston and it's been awesome having you listen to the show and i trust you got some value out of it remember as always marketing is about finding people with a need and getting them to trust you loved this episode good make sure you don't miss the next one and subscribe now to the show on apple podcast Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. I'd also love to hear from you and what marketing you are crushing, or maybe you're finding it a little bit tough at the moment, or you have a question, please hit me up. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston. That's O-Y-S-T-O-N. Or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be amazing, and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.